realize that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. I don't feel well with dog poop. I gag. Okay? So, I'm letting them out... And I'm like, I'm, I'm gagging, I'm puking because I can smell it. I know, and, and I'm letting her out. I'm gathering the dishes. I call my wife and I'm like, are, are you close to being home? And she's like, yeah, why? What's wrong? And, I, and I'm like standing kind of by where her crate was because I was getting the food and I'm, I'm starting to gag again. She's like, do you have the stomach bug? I'm like, no, rain, shit in her crate. She's like, just let it there. I'll, I'll get it. Just get their food ready, put it on the counter. When I get there, I'll clean it. It was so bad, Al. I I went into the bathroom and grabbed uh, spray, and I'm just standing there, just spray. Every time I'd start to smell it, I would I would give a couple little, psh, psh, and you know, and she came home. She saw my eyes were like what? Like I was gag. She's like, wow. The older you get, you really don't. Care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of My Third Eye M3E. Yes, that's right. You heard that right. Um, I can't express how much I am happy for the support you guys give me, uh, I, to do this every week and put out content and get emails or DMS to look into this or look into that. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Never thought I'd be in this position, but Hey, I am, I have a podcast now and I love it. Uh, having said that, uh, if you want ad free uh, episodes, make sure you hit up the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Uh, $3 gets you this episode, which is the weekly episode, um, ad free in its entirety. And for $5 gets you this, gets you full cunt, gets you full, uh, talk at the tavern and any video that we put out all ad free. So I take it. You noticed that the ads are starting to run um, they don't always reflect, uh, my opinion. And I also have to put out a disclaimer to the bonus episode that I just released that, uh, you heard it. Like I said, it was recorded a while ago. Uh, we were discussing, uh, sound healing and having, uh, setting up a, a show that actually fell through, uh, it, due to getting five different people together across the the country uh it, it was so hard and it just did not work out for whatever reason um however you know hopefully we can look into getting that into the in in the future and if it happens that's great um also do not forget pure pet wellness 
ghost.com. 20% off if you enter ghost at checkout. Uh, they have a great range of CBD products for your pets. And I use them uh, not on a daily, but uh, when needed. And uh, they work wonders. So again, that's purepetwellness.com. Enter ghost at checkout and you get 20% off. Also, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast, ad free. Enjoy the show, guys. Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun and exciting episode. I have a returning guest on. Uh, you've heard her on Talk at the Tavern. I was on her shows and we had a paranormal incident, I guess you could say. And then I, she came on my show. And the weird thing is, I went to release that episode and the sound file was kind of corrupted. I don't know what happened. It was weird. Uh, you could hear us talking and then it would get real choppy. And I was like, I, I can't release this. So I reached back out. I have L or One Thumb L from the Speed Bumps podcast returning once again to try and record another episode, a fun one. And uh, when her and I get together, it's no shortage of topics. So having said that, introduce yourself, Al, and let people know where they can find your podcast and where they can find you and anything that you're you're up to. And thank you for coming back on. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad uh, we were able to make this work again. And you know what? There's a reason that that file got corrupted and this one's going to be better. So it's all good. Yeah, I am... I host the Speed Bumps podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple, Google, all the major platforms. I am on Instagram at one thumb L, spell out the one, so O N E some E L, or speed.bumps.podcasts on Instagram. And I just chat with people about speed bumps they've had in their life because we all have these stories. And, you know, when the world kind of went crazy, we all kind of lost, I feel like, this connection with people. And so I just want to, give people a platform to share what they share and if people can learn from it it's cool i had some really interesting guests on and i have to say when i was on and we ended up releasing it in october which was weird because uh hey do you have any paranormal now i'm not really into that and then that that all happened and and you know the rest is history if you guys don't know what happened go back and listen to either on her feed or my feed uh yeah. the episodes there and it, it was crazy but you know, we never even actually got to that portion of your question in, in that episode, like what speed bumps we were getting ready to get, get to that point yeah. and all hell broke loose. So it, it's just weird. I, I love these kind of things that happen when just you don't plan them weird. It, it, it could be weird. It could be bizarre, whatever you want to call it. And, it, and you just, at the moment, you just got to go with the flow and, you know, we're both podcasters and we're like, well, this is the content that we're creating. So might as well just go with the flow and have fun with it. And that's what we did. And and I think it turned out to be a really good episode. Yeah, it did. And uh, I get the whole thing going with the flow. I The episode I just released with Tiffany, um, my Zoom just like decided to stop working. And so I had her call me on my cell phone. And I could record through Zoom, but she couldn't be on the Zoom. So it sounds like kind of tinny, but like, like you said, you got to do what you got to do. And that was how we made it work. Nice. Yeah. 
I know uh, I posted a little thing on uh, on Instagram, uh, the last recording of uh, Conspiracy Underground, and Ryan Zoom was glitching out like crazy. And at one point, he looked like a South Park character, like just his bottom jaw was moving. And I'm sitting there cracking up, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I yeah. I didn't get that one recorded, but I was just like, wow, what the you know what the hell's going on? Like, and you you hear lately, I don't know if there's something in the air or or what, but a lot of different podcasters are having some technical issues lately. And I don't know. I mean, there's supposedly that AI demon type cryptid that floats around through the the internet. If that's really a thing, I don't know. I don't know. News to me. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just, it's weird that all these people are all of a sudden having problems. Now, some of it is software updates with, with certain programs, but, right. you know, it, everybody's having certain slight issues all at once. So, I don't know. So, something bigger in the matrix is happening. Well, and what's weird now that you mention this is my husband just got off the phone with his brother and he uses Zoom for meetings, not podcasting, but just like regular meetings. And he was trying to troubleshoot why his Zoom wasn't working. Apparently, at one point, it was like he was on a loop. Apparently, there was like a thing, a bar of static across the top um, and a few other things. And he froze. He glitched out. Uh, yeah. So th- that's wild that I didn't realize so many other people were also having these issues. Yeah, it, it is. It is wild. And uh, it that's kind of similar to what uh, was happening with Ryan and I. And. When I was going through and troubleshooting some of my audio issues, um, I don't know what happened. The only thing I can think is when I updated Windows last, if I go to share my screen, um, m- my audio on my end gets real choppy and, and staticky in my headphones, and but it records that way on Zoom as well. And mm. I'm like, what the heck? And so I was trying to do that, and I was glitching out just going into you know, making a room for myself and then just going in and, you know, testing it. And I'd sit there and I'd be glitching out and I'm like, what is going on? I'm not even recording. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm hardwired in, I don't know. It, it It's crazy stuff. Uh, you know, may, maybe, maybe the government's watching us. Who knows? Oh yeah. Who knows if you're there? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice day. So what's Let's been new your donuts? You. I know. Right. Uh, not much. I, uh, I had to take a hiatus from uh, my other show, but um, other than that, uh, just grinding. Uh, it didn't think that this podcast is it's it's starting to take off and grow, which I'm thankful for. And just the time and effort that I'm I'm putting into it, I needed to to you know quit burning the candle at both ends, so to speak, and yeah, you know, focus on this and focus on the family and, and my house and what have you, and you know. Maybe regroup here in the future, but you know, it was no hard feelings. It was just, it was me personally. And you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I, I, I recognize the fact that I'm burning it from both ends and I, I got to do something and you know, I'm going to start here if it, if it continues. Now it seems to have kind of alleviated some of the, the extra stress that I was going through. So, you know, other than that, you know, just hustling and grinding, putting out the news show, the tavern, this, and you know, always looking for, for different content and different, uh, guests and what have you so and always trying to learn something new along the way you know what i mean that that's that's what makes everything fun yeah i just uh, i listened to your episode with drew from missing the point about the port arthur massacre and that was a good episode i didn't realize the majority of it 
They actually, I never did either. Of it. Yeah. No. Like the whole time, I'm, my jaw was just like, well, what? Yeah. What? what? Like, <laughs> that's not even remotely anything. We didn't get any of those details over here, you know, and I, I graduated in 96, but, you know, granted, I was, I was 18, you know, wasn't really paying attention, knew a little bit of it, but my God, when he was, he would, he, when he broke it down I, and then comparing it to everything that we're seeing now, it's like, wow, it, this is such a scripted world it, that it, it's not even, it, it's, it's, it's laughable at this point. Well, some of the stuff he was pointing out, I was like, that's not possible. That's not possible. Yeah. Like, and it just, it makes you, I guess not wonder, because we all know that there's false flags, psyops, false narratives, like insert whatever you want to call it here. But how many other ones that are they doing that are that blatant that we just take for granted? That we're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, you, uh, and it was funny, um, because he posted on Instagram and shared the story uh, so we could put it on uh, Conspiracy Underground that the night we were recording is the night uh, that first mass shooting in, in California happened with that Asian guy. And then you start looking into the details of what happened there. A 70-year-old man got off all these headshots and, and this and that with a pistol. And it's like, eh, something's not adding up here. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just crazy, impossible details that even our special forces can't even pull off. You know what I mean? It, it's like, no. No, and I know there's been some like i was saying before we hit record i basically stopped listening to the news because it's all bullshit mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what is happening i feel like if it's big enough i'll notice it in my neighborhood and that's kind of where i'm at at this point i don't blame you i and i was that way for a while and that's kind of why we started up the news segment um was a i needed to kind of dip my toes back into it from a conspiracy standpoint because Q ruined me. I mean, it got to the point where, oh my God, everything's just a conspiracy, just like, uh, and I had to stop yeah. and, you know, and regroup. Finally I did. And now with the help of Ryan, the chemistry between us, we can look at some of these crazy off the wall happenings, either whether it's with Joe Biden or whoever and come at it from, our stupid sense of humor and give give what we think may or may not be fact but our opinion and a good healthy one that you don't have to sit there and listen to someone on mainstream media give you the talking points you know what i mean it's just two guys sitting here giving you hey this from a common sense point of view this is what i think and what's nice is he comes it from it from a good geopolitical background of looking into things. And I kind of come into it from just someone that looks into a lot of everything with mm-hmm. a military background. So it, 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 it works and our humor's great. <laughs> well, and I know the news he likes my guy. He does. I know the news is big on playing out people's emotions. Yes. And my stepdaughter come up with this assignment where it was, um, should plastic straws be banned? And it was like, here's facts for why they should. Here's facts for why they shouldn't. And write, you know, what you think. And I was reading through this. And all the reasons that plastic straws should be banned were all like these very um, 
compelling to your like heartstrings like oh Mm -hmm. sea turtles are found with straws up their noses and uh this many animals die and like all these like heart-wrenching things and then the reasons why they shouldn't were very lame and no emotion behind it so obviously Mm -hmm. she went for the animals and so i was pointing out to her the differences and at first she didn't understand so then i was like okay Let's reframe this. Uh, let's say if plastic straws are banned, disabled people, if they go into a restaurant, they might not be able to uh, get something to drink because that paper straw, it dissolves. It's not the same as a plastic one. Um, and I, like, I listed a few other things. And I was like, what if I told you so many people a year die because they don't have a straw? Would that change your mind? She's like, well, yeah. And I was like, because I'm appealing to your emotions. She's like, mm-hmm. oh. I was like, yeah, that's what the news does. Yep. And and that you make good points. And when 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 I hear, should we ban um, you know, plastic straws or plastic bags and all these people that are pushing for it, well, you might as well ban your clothes and everything that you have in your house because everything that you use on a daily basis is made out of petroleum. And right. I, I don't see you complaining that, oh, my, my $300 pair of shoes and my $5,000 suit that I wear on the Senate floor um, shouldn't be banned, but straws should. Well, oh, that you mean straws that 90% of the world, the common folk use? Oh, anything just to put hardship on the peasants. Okay, gotcha. I remember... I don't go to Starbucks anymore, but they'd switch over these lids that didn't have a straw. Well, if I want to drink my cup and I'm holding it in my left hand, if I try and tip it on my face, I'm going to end up wearing the thing. So I always get a straw because then I can, whatever hand I'm holding it in, I can drink it. And I remember going in, I was like, oh, I need a straw. And they're like, well, why? And I was like, can, can I just I'm like can I just have a straw please like well you know they're really bad and I was and I looked and I'm like I'm disabled can I have a straw now oh yeah sorry and I'm like you're like you yeah the fact that you had to go to that point you know what I mean like just give me a straw doesn't matter why give me yeah, that like, damn straw yeah they're like oh you don't need those anymore and I was like okay well um I shouldn't have to explain this but like, and it's stupid shit. It's stupid mm-hmm. shit. The other day, you're going to... I picked her up from school. And February's coming up. So it's Black History Month, right? Or is that January? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, it's February. Because I always February. get the shortest month. Yeah. And, uh, which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But Martin Luther King Day was, I don't know, a week ago or so. Yes. And she comes home and she goes... I'm ashamed of being white and I'm disappointed in myself. I said, why is that? And I'm like trying to keep a poker face. And I'm like, why? Like, what's wrong, kiddo? Like, where are you hearing that? Well, my teacher says that, you know, eh, all lives can't matter. And people who believe that are just sweeping it under the rug. And black lives matter only. And, um, you know, but this doesn't make any sense. Like, and, she'll, and she's asking like they're really basic questions that if you asked you called a racist 
Well, if mm-hmm. there's Black History Month, why can't we have White History Month? Why can you have this and not this? Why? And she's asking all these questions. And I'm like, kiddo, like, there isn't a good reason. I was like, but just like someone shouldn't be simply proud just because they're a certain skin color doesn't mean you need to be ashamed because you are. Like, right. I about lost my freaking mind. <laughs> You're in New England, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That that explains a lot there. Um, and she goes to an inner district school, aka we're going to put a magnet school in a really shitty part of town to try and raise the scores. <laughs> oh boy, I can imagine the high class education that's coming out of there. It, it it's awful. It's, yeah. It's and she's complaining. She's like, I'm bored. I'm bored. Do you have any way to homeschool her? My husband and I would, but uh, all parties have to agree, and currently there's someone else who does not. So at the moment, no. However, gotcha. she has made it very clear she wants to be. So Yeah, well, hey, sometimes a kid know, knows better. You know, if they're if they're sitting there saying they're bored in school, that means they're not learning. That means you're not stimulating their minds to think in um I don't know, a challenging way. She's the, okay. So she's the type of kid that I had found like this kid's version of a, thor- a thesaurus in a dictionary, like in one at like Goodwill or some shit. And mm-hmm. I gave it to her and it's her favorite book now because she likes to look shit up. Hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, hey, I'm going to teach gonna- myself expanded algebra and, or not algebra multiplication. And I'm like, Oh, she's going to be a smart cookie. Oh, she is. She keeps us on her toes, let me tell you. <laughs> you <laughs> it's good and bad. Uh, I know my daughter kind of did the same thing with me. <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, at least you got you got some good brains, kid. You know what I mean? But, uh, but the, yeah, stuff they're, it, the stuff they're teaching, it just... It's garbage. Yeah. Yeah, they don't teach actual history. Uh, they teach a wacky form of math now. Um, yeah. And... What history they do teach is so diluted and reversed from actual truth that you go to, I remember having these arguments with my stepson and my daughter over like, okay, either math or maybe certain things in history, uh, you know, being like, whoa, 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 you know, no, or like helping them with their math. And I'll be like, okay, uh, looking at it, doing it this way, there's your answer. Well, I have to show my work this way in order to get the answer. I said, well, you got the answer though, right? Yeah, but I have to have the work sh- presented in this form of layout. I'm like, well, that's dumb. It doesn't matter how you get the answer. As long as it's right, you got the answer. Right. If you're showing your work, your why does it matter works. if you show your work? Exactly. And then, you know, certain things with like history and, and it didn't take either one of them very long to figure out that, wow, he's not being a dick. He's actually teaching us the right thing. And then they started posing questions back and giving, not, not in a rude way to the point where they would get in trouble, but you know, they, they'd give a little pushback, you know what I mean? And, and be like, no, what what you're telling me and some of these really liberal teachers that my stepson had, he, he had a blast with them. Like he would just push back in a, a polite way and be like, that's not the truth. Uh, this is how it actually happened. And they, 
They didn't like it, but they couldn't do anything about it because he was telling the truth. You know what I mean? And he was a good kid. He got good grades. So Did I ever tell you about uh, when I was in high school and I gave a note to one of my teachers about how opinions are like assholes? Did I ever tell you this? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So I was on the honor roll. I was like, you know, taking AP classes in high school, college classes in high school. Um, didn't skip. Like, I-, I was the good kid. Okay. Right. And I was taking history of the early Middle East. And this was like 2007-ish. Okay. okay. And, I- and I loved history. So I thought this was great and I'll take the class. And a- the teacher happened to be a gay gentleman, which, okay, whatever. Except instead of teaching us about history of the early Middle East, he would tell us about his escapades over the weekend. And I forget exactly now what was going on, but he was going to go abroad during the summer and teach, I want to say in like Lebanon or something, but because of what was going on with like the war on terrorism or whatever, um, he wasn't able to go. And so then he comes in one day bashing the U.S. military and America sucks and all this other stuff. And I come from, you know, my dad was in the Navy, my, my grandfathers, my uncles, I have some aunts, I have some cousins, like very big military family. And he's just going on and on and on. And I didn't have the guts to uh, say anything to his face. But instead what I did, because I was on the school newspaper, I could get into where the teacher's mailboxes were. So I mm. typed out a letter that says, opinions are like assholes, everyone has them. Uh, and they all stink or something like that. And I said, please just teach us history. We don't want to hear your opinions. You're like, you're not supposed to do that. Mm. Well, he was a dumbass and started telling everyone and was showing it to the classes, trying to get someone to crack about who, who, po- who sent it to him. Um, I never caved. He, he like looked at me and suspected like in the classroom. And I just, I just sat there. But then, nice. then he magically stopped, and we started learning history. Sometimes people need a swift kick in the ass. He also didn't come back the next year, uh, but you know, whatever. Wasn't mad. Probably a good thing then. I would, I would at least take it as a good thing. That's just. I did. I did. I was like, I just wanted to learn. I didn't want to hear who you were dating or your drama or like. No, I don't care. And I don't know where the social construct broke down to where teachers want to come in and act like they're they're equals and friends and and talk about their weekend shenanigans or where their personal lives. And when I went to school, you didn't know shit about your teachers. And and if you did see them outside of school, you still called them. Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so. You didn't yeah. call them by their first name. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, where did this breakdown come from? I I, I don't get it, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not the brightest man all the time, but that, it, something's not right. No, and, you know, I saw it, how it was going downhill even when I was in high school. But looking at the schools now, I'm like, we're all screwed. Unless... Mm-hmm. 
you know, unless they're homeschooled, we're all screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my daughter's, you know, that's what she wants to do. She wants to be a teacher. And I tried to talk her out of it. I mean, her first choice, she wanted to be a profiler for the FBI for, you that's know, cool. she loved it until she realized psychology and sociology kicked her ass and really struggled with it. She would get it, but it, it took her a little bit and she had, again, going back to, you have to learn it exactly how the teacher presents it. it she, that's not her. She learns it on her own, own way or right. a roundabout way. And she's like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to take an L on this one. And you know, she loves kids. So she wants to, you know, be a, I think an elementary or middle school teacher and, and what have you. But I tried to tell her, I was like, that that's not the way of the future. I said, the way the schools are going Teachers are going to be obsolete and there's going to be way more homeschooling. In schools, no, but there are like homeschool groups, like parents, like five, let's say five or six of them that will like band together and like obviously hire a teacher to teach their kids. Yeah. They're so, like pods or something like that. Right? Pods or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's an option because then you're still a teacher. Mm -hmm. You have their credentials, um, but you're not dealing with the bureaucracy and the bullshit curriculums. Right. That's something I could encourage her to get into because to, to walk my daughter, I, it, she, it was funny because my wife's Nana always told her, she's like, you have an old soul. Like, that's just the way she is. She liked old things. She just had, you know, she's a very nurturing uh, girl, always loved babysitting, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And she'll make a great teacher or anything that she puts her mind to. And I'm not mm -hmm. just saying that because she's my daughter, but I am saying that because she is my daughter because I helped raise her and I, I, I think I raised a pretty damn good, cool chick. So, uh, but you know, maybe she can get into something like that where, you know, you don't have to be in one school district. And if you want to move around the country, you can, you can have that freedom yeah. to explore yeah. because to be honest, the plan was when, when the kids graduated and, and moved out, the wife and I, that that was and this was said years ago okay once that comes i think we need to get out of pennsylvania we, we need to start yeah. looking and i haven't really been avidly looking but i've been feeling that 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 f not fighter fight or flight but just that that i need i, I need to spread my wings and, and go to a better state maybe somewhere closer to the center of the state where i can still see some of my family on on either coast or whatever but yeah, then yeah. the whole thing is, man, if the kids don't move close, that's going to be a bummer because yep. I'm going to miss seeing them. And I was like, man, so we're back stuck in between a rock and a hard place. And I, I don't know what to do, but you know, I don't know, maybe we can figure something out. And I told my stepson, I said, dude, you're young. You're you take a dart, throw it at the map and go there and, and find a job and just have fun with life. And he's like, I can't do that. And I was like, you can't. You can, but you, you, yeah. you, you, no, you, you so can. And when you're young and unattached, that is the best time to spread your wings and do that. And part of me wishes I had done that a little bit more. Um, but you know, it all works out for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. Things do happen for a reason. And I was fortunate to go into the Air Force right out of high school and I got it. I did get a travel. I got, I got to go, you know, over to Saudi Arabia and what have you. 
No, the only thing I regret is knowing what I know now about food. I've always loved food, but I know more about food now that I wish I would have taken advantage of more of the cultural foods in different areas that I was instead of, Hey, let's go to Dunny's tonight or let's go to Arby's or whatever. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, man, I, I missed out on those opportunities to eat really good cultural food, whether it be Mexican Tex-Mex or Mexican American or, or, you know, Mexican or Cajun, you know, take your, I mean, it I had so many opportunities and looking back on, it, I'm like, man, I was such a dumbass, but you're young, you're 18, 19 years old. All you're thinking about is, hey, where's the next party? Yeah, I, I feel that way about some of the places um, that I visited in the U.S. because I love history. And so when we travel places, I would always want to go to the historical sites and I would just take what was written there as gospel truth. Wow. And I didn't appreciate the architecture like I do now. I didn't appreciate or even like dig into the stories or be like, um, maybe that's not true. Or what does someone else say? Like, I never thought to do that. And so there's some places that like I'd love to go back and just see them through a new set of eyes. Yeah. Same here. I I made many trips with my my mom and stepdad when I was younger. Every year we went to Yellowstone. You know, we lived not far from it in, in Idaho and what have you. And I always loved them. You know, we'd, we'd go, we'd take a week or two weeks or whatever, and we'd camp along the way. And, and it was always fun, but I would love to go back and look at it through the lens of an adult eye now and having more of an appreciation of history and different, you know, places, you know, around the, the United States in general and be like, wow, okay, this is what it is. And then, like you said, don't take it for gospel, but look into it a little bit more because we found whether we like it or not with history and other things, whether it be news, you have to start looking at this with a slight conspiratorial mindset because we've all been lied to. And to what extent we don't really know, but it, it, it's been a big lie. And Matt over at great deception does a lot of great digging Absolutely. on that. And I, I love that because it's like, ha ha. And he's on a kick right now with ley lines and, I told him to to check out my my episode. It's it's still up on YouTube uh, with Lines of Destiny that I did with Alan, and it's basically about ley lines. and And he just sat there and broke it down. and And I was just like, dude, what you're posting coincides exactly almost with, with Alan's work. And but he, I mean, he took it to a another level. And I wish he would branch out and do more podcasts. But he's like, nope, I'm only going on yours. And I think he went on one other one. But he's like, nope, I'm, I'm limited to that. And you know, I'll, 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 if I look into something new, he's like, oh, I'll definitely come back on. But I was like, well, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, he's just a wealth of knowledge and I loved always talking with Alan. And, you know, it's it's glad to see people like Alan and, and Matt, you know, look into this stuff because everybody has that feeling. I, I should say everybody, everybody that's somewhat awake and not a normie has that feeling of, okay, we've been lied to. Let's dig a little deeper. There, there has to be something here that, that we're not we're missing and we're not putting the clues together right. So it's funny you mentioned ley lines. I have not yet listened to Matt's episode, although it is on my uh, list to do so. I don't know if, I don't think you have them in Pennsylvania, but where I'm at in Connecticut, there's like these random like stone walls that they say were like built by colonists and stuff. Have you seen these? I don't think so. I, I have an idea what you're talking about. I've heard people talk about these. Okay, so 
sometimes it'll be like in the middle of a forest or like on the side of a highway and they'll be i don't know maybe no more than like two feet tall okay they're short okay. and it's just rocks you know layered on top of each other like a rock wall um and in dividing line they're not super thick so maybe i don't know eight inches or a foot wide like it's not multiple things um and supposedly they were boundaries for land and things like that um depending upon who you ask okay yeah we have similar things down here like that okay i don't buy it and i'd always been very curious about them and after i had taken uh, whitney fox's mediumship course i started getting more downloads and I was driving by myself one day and I basically got this download that not all, but some of these rock walls were on these energetic ley lines and were marking where some of these things were, not all of them, right. but some of them. And I also had the very odd thought of, as I was driving through some of the roads, they would have to blast through a bunch of rock. So, mm -hmm. and so there'd be, you know, rock on your right and rock on your left. And I was driving through one time and I was like, the rocks are sad. They're not together anymore. And then I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, that's a really <laughs> weird thought. Like the rocks are sad. And I was like, well, maybe the rocks are sad. I don't know. And it just, there's something about these rock walls though. And they'll be, someplace in the middle of nowhere or on people's properties or in state forests and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to them no that and old mounds that are covering up stuff that okay it might be a, a state park or whatever but nobody knows why it really truly is a state park and then you have people that actually dig into it and they're like no this was a mound of for for a reason it was a ceremonial type uh, mound and and you know sacred to to the natives and and what have you uh i have one of the biggest ley lines almost practically in my back door and that's the susquehanna river and that co mm -hmm. goes all the way up to to new york and all the way to the chesapeake bay um i've i've swam in it since i moved out here as a kid take the dogs there to swim in it i never really knew what the alchemy or whatever was until i heard some people talking about you know the susquehanna river and, and its properties and the ley lines the uh, ley line that that it's on and i was like huh I wonder what, there's got to be more to, to that and i plan yeah. on hopefully getting a guest on in the future to maybe talk about that because it, it it's very interesting because you know my story i was baptized in it in, in the middle of january probably around this time in january years and years ago my daughter was like four i think and uh, i there was a change that happened it, it truly happened i don't know what it was uh could it have been the the holy spirit it could have been i remember laying under the water and seeing 2020 vision looking up and seeing the clouds seeing people the, the pastor's face and everything and, and coming up and not being cold if that makes sense like it, it was just a weird all, all around weird thing it, and it was a good thing um you know i question things a lot more now uh, I chalked it up to, Hey, uh, Christ is in my heart. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. it could be, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to take that away, but it is weird 
to look into the properties of, of these, I don't know, like ley lines or rivers or just different places that, that the ancients deemed, I don't know, special and why, what did they know and, and why, well, why is it that it has these properties? You know what I mean? Well, in, in Connecticut too, um, cause we're friends with, um, someone who's Ashinabi for first nations and nice he's like have you noticed that there's a lot of places in connecticut that are like the devil's hop yard or the devil's this he's like those are the one those are the sites that were sacred to the native americans and that's how they demonize them to try and keep people away Ooh, that makes that makes a lot of sense and i was like oh shit like he's like they so, kind of did that with uh it's out in arizona Ryan touched on it in one of his episodes. It, uh, the Vatican has a telescope out there and it was on, um, ancient Indian sacred ground and they have to give like a two day notice if they want to go there and, you know, be on their sacred land and this and that, but they kind of demonized it. And the telescope originally name was the Lucifer telescope. They've now changed it to Lucy. And, you know, they demonize it, make kind of make fun of it, you know, whatever. So, you know, we don't look into it and, you know, take away the sacredness of what it meant to the Native Americans. It, it, there, there's a reason, you know, these places are, you know, they, they didn't have TV and cell phones to distract them. They had the earth to learn from and the, the stars or whatever, whatever you believe there, not going into a rabbit hole, um, but, you know, just whatever they had day to day to entertain themselves. And I, when you don't have all these distractions, you're going to be more in tune to yourself and the planet or earth or all or disc, whatever we live on, you're going to be more in tune to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if it's true, but you know how sometimes you're scrolling through Instagram and you'll see like those videos that pop up and they're not always from accounts that you follow. Or like a suggested post or something like that. Yeah, or you're scrolling through reels or whatever. Well, I came across this one and I'd be interested to see if it was true. I'd have to get my hands on an older Bible, but I think it was, they said in Genesis, there used to be a very clear recipe for how to heal a variety of things. And basically before World War II, it was commonly known and commonly used. And after World War II, um, supposedly the Bible like massively got rewritten or reprinted, and that was left out, and that was also around the time that pharma like really got their foothold in the door. And I have no idea if it's true, but it was an interesting thought that I want to look into. That would be interesting to look into because when you get into the whole deciphering or translating the Bible and this and that, you hear stories that from like ancient Hebrew, it didn't say God created the heavens and the earth. It said the gods created heaven, the heavens and the earth. So it's like, and then you look into the people that have translated it in the past and like the new King James version and looking into him. And then it's like, none of these people that tr translated this holy text that you're telling me that's holy and, and ultimate to all keep changing things to fit their narrative, not to right. fit 
his narrative, but to fit your narrative. So to me, that's just telling me you're using this as a controlling device. Well, and that doesn't include the Apocrypha, the books that were taken out of the Bible. Right. You know, I don't know if you listened to Julia's recent series on the Nephilim. They haven't yet. From Cosmic Peach. Okay. That was a wild thought because it goes against what a lot of people say the Book of Enoch is in the Nephilim. And it mm-hmm. gives a different perspective. I have not yet read the Book of Enoch, um, but it definitely was different than a lot of what other people were saying. And she brought up things that I was like, all right, that could be because I love her to death, but I take everyone's research with a grain of salt until I do it myself, right? Well, absolutely. But it was definitely a different perspective. Um, so yeah, you should really listen to that. I'm even going to say, I even had to question your research into uh, washing your rice before before you cook it. And <laughs> I can't tell you right now, I can't thank you for that advice enough to the point where I even got now have a rice cooker. And wow, it's amazing. <laughs> That's and we, we have we have rice quite a bit now. I remember messaging you and I'm like, I'm going to sound like a nerd. I was like, but just wash your rice and you'll right. be fine. And you're like, what? I was like, just wash your rice. <laughs> I was like, huh? And then, then it kind of clicked. I'm like, well, I do watch these TikToks and reels on, on different recipes. And I notice anytime I'm looking for Asian dishes or dishes with rice, everybody's rinsing their rice. I'm like, why? You know, and, and I, I grew up and my wife, you know, she, she just grabbed the minute rice, the minute rice, you know, the minute it's done in five minutes. Uh, okay. Now, no, it's Jasmine rice. We, we get Jasmine rice and, and the dogs, they get brown rice. You know, we, I cook them brown, put a little bit in their, their food, you know, and, uh, it, it's just, you opened my cooking world up. I, I, I gotta tell you because I'm like, it was such a nemesis to me and you helped me, you helped me defeat a, a, an old foe and now we love it. I, I mean, even in the rice cooker, I've, I've gotten some different Mexican seasonings and put them in there to make, make my own Spanish rice and what have you. Yeah. Man, I, where were you my whole life? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all I, I had to do was rinse it. I forget who's, who you were talking to. Cause I don't think it was, it was, Janet. Your po- it was Janet and it must've been on her podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just remember messaging you and he thinking, he's going to think I'm nuts, but here it goes. Like, And I was just like, huh. And that, then that's when it clicked on who you were and, and, you know, cause I think it just came up speed bumps and I'm just like, yeah. well, we follow each other. I'm like, okay, you know what? And then, then it was like, I looked up, oh shit, I've heard her on, I don't know how many different shows, especially legit bat, you know, you've been yeah. on there a couple times and, and what have you. I was just like. Oh, well, shit, we need to team up and do a show. And then the rest is history. We uh, actually became friends and here we are doing, doing <laughs> shows together. So, yeah, we even have each other's real life cell phone numbers in case Instagram goes down. How about that? Yep. Amazing <laughs> how the world works. <laughs> it is. It- I, I love having now started, I remember starting out and I was so fucking nervous and I tried to play it cool and I would have people on and I, I, I try not to fanboy over who they were, especially, you know, Ryan's the one who helped get, get me started. Everybody knows that drama went down. I stayed loyal because I, I judge people on the content of the character. He has good character. 
and others don't in this game. And I'm starting to figure out real, real quick, uh, people that you think are real good Christian people and have really good podcasts are scumbags. And maybe the money gets to your head at some point, but I'm, I came from a poor family and I'll, I'll, I'll remain humble if I ever get to that point. That's all I'm going to say on that little rant, but I'm not nervous anymore. This is like almost therapy. I feel so comfortable behind the mic. I love having people on talking, having people like drew on to just blow my mind on, on different things. Like, look, I just thought nobody in Australia had guns. Now you're telling me this is why, and this is how it happened. And this is what they report. I'm like, none of this fucking makes sense, man. And then yeah. you compare it to what's going on now. It, I love the, like Ryan's, Ryan and Julia, Matt, and a few others are really good at doing the research and, and putting out a, a solo episode. I'm not. And I'll be the first to tell you, I rely on my guests because that's, I, I, I like conversation. That's, that, that's just me. See, I love listening to them. And depending upon the topic, I can geek out on it and really like dive in. But I don't have the desire, basically. I could, I'm could, i sure I could make the time right, but I don't have the desire to do that on a regular basis. And so while my episodes will at some point typically go into conspiracy, just because of the people that I sometimes talk to, I like that I get this personal perspective on some of these podcasters that they don't really share with anyone else. And then I feel like it gives them a whole different view of their show when people come and listen because they're like oh this you know ghost is a real person and this is some of the shit that he went through or matt's a real person and this is some of the stuff that he went through julia or whatever and i just i don't know i'm actually gonna i even i have not even really ran this by ryan and i in i know ryan and i have never met in person we talk almost every day I consider him my best friend and almost like a brother. I haven't even really truly ran this by him, but I'm actually going to say it here first. And maybe the listeners can give some feedback, but I've actually been tossing up the er, and tossing around the idea of dropping the moniker ghost and going by my real name. And I, I, I get tossed up because it's like, if I do that, I look at things from so many different perspectives as if, okay, well, if I do get big, what if people find me and I say the wrong thing and they want to come and kill me and then I have to defend my house and I might kill them or just worst case scenario. So that's where my mind always goes. So it's like, if I stay behind the moniker ghost, only a certain few people might know my real name, but not the world knows my real name. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. So I've been kind of tossing it around, but. So it, it's one of those things. Personally, I would always have the fear of being doxxed. Yeah. And that would weigh really heavy on me. So, I mean, Al is part of Elizabeth, which is part of Ellie. Like, you know, I, because I publish scientific papers, like you can find my name. It's not hard to find me. Um, I don't know. Personally, I would let it go, Ghost, because and go by your real name, which I know, but I won't say. You know, <laughs> but I would because then you're not having this. You don't want to get big, and then also have this fear looming over you because 
having that might be a self-limiting belief as to why you're not growing as much as you could be. That is true. It, yeah. And, and trust me, those thoughts have come through my mind because it's like, and, and, and if I tell people, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm not even going to go that route, but you know, my, my real name, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it, it's something I've been, it's been weighing on me. And, and I think it's for those reasons. Like maybe I'm holding myself back because I'm going by ghost and don't want people to really know my real name. Does that mean I'm putting out fake content and bad content in certain people's eyes because I go by a fake name? I don't want that. I don't want them to think that either. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think people personally, I don't think think it's fake or bad, but, and maybe just don't throw out your last name. Like I don't throw my last name a ton, Um, but you're probably going by my first and middle name. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, it makes it more personal personally yeah then i can i can own it more you can you can and i don't know what i'm finding is i remember going on janet's show that was the first podcast i ever went on deplorable nation and i sat out there what i said shout out shout yeah shout out janet we just talked yesterday um I, i remember saying on there i don't want my own podcast but i'm happy to be a guest and the universe decided that that was not an acceptable statement. Yeah. And <laughs> he said, uh, now, well, you're going to pump the brakes on that thought. And there's been a couple times lately where people have been like, so, like, would you want to come and talk about this? Or would you want to come and share your life story on this? And I hate public speaking ghost. I have right. the biggest fear of public speaking. Um, and, and trying being, to picture everybody naked does not work. That no. that the, that's just, whoever came up with that. Oh, just picture the audience naked, and you'll be fine standing up in front of thousands. No, because you get up there, you're still nervous, and you can't, they they all still have clothes. Listen, and thankfully for some one, of them, right? Listen, one on one small groups, I'm great. Okay, yeah. you put me in front of all these people, and I freeze. And but there's been numerous attempts lately to. Be like, so would you be interested in this? And I've learned because if I just say no, I feel like it'll come faster. So I'm like, I'm not quite there, but I'll keep it open as a possibility. <laughs> Which is probably a good idea <laughs> with your track record. <laughs> right? Like, and I, it, and it's true. I'll keep it open as a possibility, but I have, uh, I remember even at work meetings where there wasn't even that many people, I, would freeze. I, oh my gosh. I remember my first day at a big pharma company and it was happened to be like a, one of those team building events. Okay. And so they brought me up and my new boss introduces me and he's like, just tell people, tell some people, you know, tell everyone about yourself. And there's maybe, I don't know, 50 people in the room. And I literally froze. I squeaked out to my boss, like, help. And I ran off the stage. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, even even work meetings, you know, th- this could be the military in me, though. We get we go into a work meeting and they're like, okay, anybody have any questions, co- comments or complaints? And, you know, when you're in the military, 
don't raise your fucking hand. Don't raise your hand. Yeah. Get the meeting yeah. over. We'll volunteer. Get the fuck out. Right. You're so you're like, you don't do anymore. Yeah. So you're like, nope, everything's fine. And then you get out and you're like, why didn't I say this? Because this is really bothering me and da 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 da. And then and it, you know, and then it stays bottled up. But I'm the same, you know, same way. You know, I, you put me in front of a, a live crowd. I'm not going to do so well. And, and starting this, that was one thing that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm conducting my interviews through Zoom. But when I release the episode is when I realize, wow, this is going out to the world. Like every country has the opportunity to work. listen. Yeah. Listen to this. And it was kind of weird at first. And then you start slowly getting those those comments or emails coming in in the beginning and you're like hey, hey love your show keep up the good work i just discovered you and it's like wow okay somebody in in this country x likes what i have to say that that's awesome because hell half the time i don't even like what i have to say <laughs> it just and it's weird too because even if it's like a work meeting and everyone's sitting down including me i could do it but have me stand up and have everyone looking at me nope, nope. Oh, i'm gonna no i don't like all eyes on me <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can take your eye put my blindfolds on turn around and then i'll talk to you yeah. then, then i might yeah. be able to do that that, that that's a viable option cool if not get up there and sound just like that exactly i sound like an uneducated idiot if I try mm -hmm. and talk, talk in front of a large group of people. Yeah. Not not a fan. I, I, kudos to those who can get up there and charm a uh, crowd with with a silver tongue. Uh, man, I, I wish I had that, but I guess God gave me different talents because I'm blessed and cursed with other different talents. Listen, Mike is great at it. He's great at it. Me, I'm like... Like I said, I keep having these opportunities presented and I'm like, I feel like this is the universe telling me I need to do this and I really don't want to. <laughs> One day the opportunity is going to come and you're going to just need to, and it's easy for me to say this as a friend, um, it's one thing to actually do it and be in the shoes, but I think the day that comes where you put those shoes on and run with it, you're going to have a very freeing feeling. And almost euphoric, I think. It'll be nervous at first, but you're going to be like, wow, that was a huge weight lifted off. And I actually really enjoyed the feedback that I got. You know where I can see this happening for the first time and me not claiming out? Remember I was telling you I'm going to volunteer at those limb different camps? Yes. I can see it happening there where I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll do it. Because I would do it for them. I would absolutely do it for them. Yeah. And... It's remarkable because we we get caught up in our own skin of being scared of talking, yet there's people out there that when they hear us talk on certain topics or, you know, give an opinion and... and well, where do I start? I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. 
Another sapien that's on the globe Lost cold, looking for the direction But don't nobody know The only bit of insight that they ever sold me I've been start to find out Doesn't really hold Every highfalutin piece of shit Hidden in a tie High motives to align goals Cheating on your wife My ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die They don't care They itemize souls Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs Light bulbs in my head Of where I might go I'm on a tight rope Walking the edge and I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. And that's word to my cat plug. I'm higher than giraffe puss. Look what the cat drug in. Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub. At midnight, I don't fill it up with the tap cup. Soaking in my cannabis suds. Anything for a buzz. Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug. Peel through a fat stash, burning the last nug. I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from. But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub. My brain fried, but honestly, I'm fine. I'd rather not have one. I'm batshit. I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap, you were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it.